Hey guys, uh, welcome back to Christmas Fest. It's been a whole year. What's up? Uh, I'm Kenny or Raven, and I'm here with the wonderful Red Lanyard, Al. Al, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, and a happy seasonal tidings to you all. Yes. <laughs> um, man, the year has flown by. Uh, it's crazy. Um, and today we are going to be talking about Jingle All the Way, Jingle um, all the which way. is 27 years old. Uh, yeah. Stop, stop that. <laughs> um yeah that was pretty uh yeah time is is weird man Mm -hmm. how does it feel (laughs) it feels bittersweet (laughs) (laughs) um the reason i learned that is because big show's in it and uh big show's still wrestling and i was very confused by so much Uh, oh yeah yeah (laughs) because in my head big show was like 50 in that movie but he was actually only 24, so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like an, an oddly trim version of the big show. Like, yeah. yeah, he looked great in this movie. Yeah, yeah he, he did the damn thing. Um, but yeah, King All the Way. Uh, Al, how, how, have you, uh, do you consistently watch this every year? Or was has it been a while? Like, <laughs> I thought you were just going to ask if I consistently watch this. Yeah, I watch Jingle All the Way every month. <laughs> <laughs> Not a four-week period goes by that I don't fire up Jingle all the way. No, like I said, you're like Christmas movie rotation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah gotcha. Um, not really. This is actually the first time I've watched this in a while. Um, I, um, I watched this growing up uh, because I don't know if I've ever really talked about it on the show, but... For anybody who doesn't know, I actually like really, really enjoy Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, okay. I, I think he's great. I like, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy him and like everything I've seen him in. <laughs> um, so like, um, yeah, I love some Terminator. Yeah. Um, I've just really like, um, I remember this is one of the first things I saw him in was chino all the way because it was one of it was one of the random ones that my mom just kind of randomly had on vhs and mm-hmm. we had it for years and i think we watched it like once or twice when we were um all growing up um uh, my mom has a lot of vhs tapes and uh, <laughs> she still does to this day uh, and um and so i watched it when i was growing up and i was just like this is cool i like this this is fun I like the large man who who talks <laughs> kind of weird. I love him. Um, and that was about all I remembered of it. I just remembered kind of vaguely enjoying it when I was a kid. And so when we decided to do it this year, I was just like, well, this will be fun to go back and watch. And it was. Uh, I do think this is really fun. I think it's a good time. Um, very strange things happened in this movie that I yes. do not really remember. <laughs> but it's still a good time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's about for me. How about you? How about for you, Jenny? So I would say, like, for years, it was one that was, like, in our Christmas rotation. Like, you know, it wasn't Christmas until that was, like, one of the movies we watched. And I feel like the last, like, maybe five years, like, I hadn't I hadn't seen it in a while. Um, and so, or at least if I had 
turned it on. It was one of those things like I kept it in the background, wasn't really paying attention to it because there was a lot of stuff I like like you I had forgotten about. Um, just wild things. Like it's it's great though, but like I had forgotten the bomb scene. Uh, that was the yes, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. The not one but two terroristic threats that Sinbad's character makes in the course of this movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, and it's like not even really a thing. They're just like that happened, and I guess it's just another you know Thursday for Minneapolis. But uh, oh yeah, there yeah. is a lot of things that you just kind of get like shrugged, and I'm just <laughs> like, oh well, there, there you go, like um. Like the terroristic bomb threats that that Sinbad makes, like the yeah. the society of elves and Santas that like <laughs> sell black market foreign toys. Yes. Um, like just so much stuff. Like apparently, one cop is responsible for the majority of Minneapolis. Right. <laughs> because he shows yes. up to everything. Everything. That yes. That's yeah, incredible. And and he survives the bomb, by the way, like oh, while yeah. holding it. So He's that a, was pretty iconic. He's a super cop. It's incredible. Yeah. I felt like yeah. I was watching a a superhero show on the CW, where it's just like one cop <laughs> tasked with an entire city's worth of tomfoolery and crimes. <laughs> oh man, it yeah. So um, but yeah, it was really good watching it again, though. It's a very fun movie. Um, it's very silly and cheesy, but like in a good way. Like, I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't cheesy in the way some of the like Hallmark movies are. It was just cheesy the way I think a Christmas movie should be like just perfect amounts of cheese, in my opinion. Um, let's see. Um, I, I recently, a fun fact, Sinbad, Sinbad, uh, Myron, uh, one of my favorite Christmas movie characters ever. Uh, he improvised most of his lines in this movie. Um, so is, I thought that was very interesting. That is not super surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not super, super surprising. <laughs> I remember, um, because in bad, a majority of his career wasn't really acting. A majority of it was like he would do like uh, his stand up sets on like, um, on, um, um, on like EET Comedy Central and all of that, because I recall having watched um, a few of those with my dad um, when I was growing up, and um, so uh, yeah, that's like not very surprising at all because everything that comes out of his mouth sounds like something that's in bed would say during the <laughs> like course of one just, of those sets. Yeah, he was just playing Sinbad the entire time. Um, <laughs> but I really love his character. Um, I also read that Joe Pesci was actually going to be Myron at first, but the director didn't really care for the height difference in Arlen Schwarzenegger and Joe Pesci, which is about an entire foot. Uh, Joe Pesci's 5'3", and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's 5'2". So that would have been a very different movie, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, I bet that director like had a heart attack when he, if he ever watched, <laughs> if he ever watched Arnold's film The Twins, which yes! stars him and Danny DeVito. Oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that. That's a good movie. Yeah, because there's just be a fandom flashback. Because <laughs> there's just like there's just like a chasm between those two. He's <laughs> <laughs> like three or four feet there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So well, let's hope he's never watched that because I don't think he. He'd be around anymore. That I'd take him out. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, like what were what were some of your favorite mo- like moments in this movie? Like what were some things that stood out to you? I love every scene in this film that that has um, Phil Hartman as Ted. Oh my it. god! I love yes. every scene with Ted in it because <laughs> and like I brought this up when I was watching it with Issa as well. Um, so so we watched this. This was my wife's first time ever watching Jingle All the Way. Oh. Um, which blew me away, the fact that I had seen a Christmas film before she had. Um, so this was her first time. And, and like, we talked about how actually kind of complicated a character that Ted is. Or, like, what's so much complicated, um, I guess, but, like, how deceptively complex he is. Because, like, at first glance, Ted... It's just like a horn dog, right? He's just like yeah. he's trying to sleep with like every mom in the neighborhood. Right. Whether they're has. yeah, <laughs> whether they're like otherwise engaged or not. But like and so you're just like, oh, he's just like he's just a guy just like trying to just trying to sleep around. And then like you get to the one scene where his kid gets um Kits the reindeer um, as the gift, and all of the kids are over there, and they're like hanging out with the reindeer and stuff. Um, not safe. I don't think that's a th- thing that you can do anymore. Right. But um, but the kid is just like, yeah, I named the reindeer Ted after my dad because my dad's amazing. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> he actually isn't just a horn dog. He's actually a horn dog, and also like apparently a very good father. And yeah. you don't really expect that to like come up. It is as if it comes up like super often, but it is kind of one of the cruxes as we watch Arnold's um, kind of descent <laughs> into depravity <laughs> throughout the film, <laughs> because like because one of the things. Um, Arnold eventually turns to. Um, I'm calling him Arnold the rest of the podcast. I know his name is Howard in the film. I don't care. <laughs> it's, um, it's always Arnold. Yeah, it's Arnold. Because uh, one of the ideas Arnold has is just like, I can like steal the Turbo Man from Ted. Which like, <laughs> is an unhinged thing to even think about. Because you're just like, I know what I'll do. I'll steal this toy from this child <laughs> who I yeah. see every day. <laughs> like... It'll be perfect. Um, and But the implication there is that Ted, um, he even says, that like, oh, I bought him a Turbo Man months ago, which I don't know, like, how he did that. The implication is kind of that Turbo Man is, like, is relatively new because it's such a hot item yeah. <laughs> for the Christmas season. Yeah. So, so I don't know if Ted has, like, a line on, like, on, like, the pulse of the toy industry. And it's just, like... Um, he gets a call every Tuesday night, and it's just like, "Hey, Ted, this is what's <laughs> this is what's hitting the streets before it hits the shelves this week." <laughs> right. He's just like, "Oh, I need a Turbo Man. I'll take one." But like, like yeah, I just like that. Like, really struck me <laughs> as we were watching this, um, because Ted is hilarious. He plays he plays the part of just like very sexually driven foil to Arnold's character, really, really well. Yeah, but like they added like an extra layer to him that they really didn't need to add, where he's just kind of like, and also 
I'm really good at raising my son. Right. <laughs> You're just like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. That's kind of awesome. Because, like, uh, you know, he got divorced. And so the assumption there is that, like, oh, he got divorced because he's like a scumbag, which is reinforced by this constant, like, um, I'll say spiritual journey he's taking where he's trying to sleep. Well, <laughs> trying to sleep with James' mom. <laughs> but, um, and so you have that idea of him, but like, again, it's just like, well, sure, they divorced and like, probably because he was unfaithful, if we're being honest. But like, right. but like, still, it seems like he has like at least shared custody of their son, if not like total custody, if he yes. somehow pulled that off. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of nice. It was like an oddly wholesome note to include for this otherwise like very sleazy, sexually <laughs> aggressive character <laughs> that you don't really want to like. But then occasionally you're just like, oh, man, he might he might be a horn dog trying to like wreck people's homes and families. But like he's. He's really good to his son. This is this is oddly sweet. <laughs> this is sweeter than I wanted this character to be. Well, especially like the contrast of, you know, Arnold kind of being a jackass for the majority of the movie. It's like, you know, he's there when he's not. And he's like almost being a dad to Jamie, which, again, we're not supposed to be like all four. But it's also like, well, you know, Arnold's not showing out like. Yeah. So he's not, he's not the potential stepdad. He's the dad who potentially stepped up. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we need a redemption movie for Ted. Is no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we really do. I don't think this is great. I know Jacob is in the room with you, and I don't think he expected this episode to be as pro Ted as it has been up to this point. That <laughs> <laughs> no, like. One of my favorite scenes, like, I mean, like, I wouldn't say all of my favorite scenes are with Ted, but, like, the one where Arnold calls and he's, like, baking the cookies. And, like, it's just a really funny scene between them because he's like, oh, these cookies are so good. And, like, Arnold loses his shit. He's just like, <laughs> he's like, put the cookie down. I, I love that. Down. Like, died laughing. Um, yeah. I, I think one of my favorite scenes, though, I really like Myron and his relationship. So the ball pit's hilarious. Like any scene really with Myron, I'm like, that's it's hilarious to me. Um, when they when they go to the radio, he's just so unhinged for no reason. Like mm -hmm. it's it's just you just never know what's gonna happen. And uh and the bomb scene's really great, especially because the cops are so sure it's just a fake, and then like it's not. And also yeah, well, he was sure it was a fake. Yeah, like. that's true. <laughs> Yeah, and Sinbad walks away, and he's like, oh, these crazy people around the holidays, what's wrong with them? <laughs> hilarious. Um, then there's a, there's a scene, like, so Arnold goes out to his, his car after that, and his car has been completely, like, set on fire. And, like, yeah, it's been like... Do you know any backstory on that or context that I might have missed? So the only backstory I have on that is that, like, you would see that happen to cars a lot in um in the neighborhood where i lived uh, way back when in south florida just because uh -oh. like if it was like a rough area of town and like there was like a car that you don't usually see that like you don't owe the owner of then a lot of times people would like strip the car for parts and just like leave it like 
screwed on the side of the road oh and stuff um and so i guess that's what happened here i didn't know that indianapolis like had that kind of of social stratification that you usually <laughs> see with that kind of behavior but, <laughs> but apparently they did because like it wasn't as if he like you would kind of expect that to be the outcome of like when he leaves like the warehouse with all of like the like uh, with all like the elves and Santas who were like selling all of the yes. all of the black market toys, yes. kind of expected to happen there, but it does not. It happens when he parks and like by the radio station, like, right beside, <laughs> yeah, like a very public, like accessible, reasonably monitored place. Like it, it's not like they were in there for hours. So like people like watched that happen, and like he just comes out and his car is completely like it's been burned, like. <laughs> And he's just like, huh, dang it. Like, he's not even. <laughs> I, I even, like, he wowed it a couple times. I was like, did I miss something? Like, <laughs> yeah, the way he reacts is not, it's not even just like the, uh, of course, this would happen today. It's like a, it's like a, ah, uh, third time this month. Like, this is not the first time someone has stripped his car on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, it was like, I should have known not to park this car in the in the in the Blue Kings territory. Like, <laughs> right. Wasn't even wasn't even paying attention to where I was going. <laughs> I don't. Know, maybe it's supposed to be assumed that it was like some of the Santas that did it. I don't know, but that was not driven home to me. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's very odd. In a film where the bad things that happen to Arnold seem to be the consequences of his actions, that seemed like he was very much the victim of a very random crime. Yes. And it feels very, yeah. very odd. Yeah. No. Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. Who? So would you, your favorite character you basically said is Ted, right? It's man, it's pretty much Ted. Like no <laughs> no hate at all to like any of the other characters. I think I think they're great. Um like sh- shout outs to my homie Anakin. Um this is Amy. Um I thought he did great in this as like as just like the kid. I thought he plays a kid very very well. Mm-hmm. Um but like um it took me. It took me like a few seconds to realize that that like the Santa at the mall um, was Jim Belushi. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot because, about that too. Because I saw his name come up in the credits before, and I'm just like, is Jim Belushi in this? And then, um, and then I heard the Santa talk, and I was just like, oh okay, there you go. Uh, <laughs> that's him. Oh yeah. But um, no, no. I think everybody in in the movie is great, but like just like. Every scene that Ted was in, he just elevated it. It was, it was just so good. It was so, <laughs> so funny <laughs> every time he did. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, let's see. Yeah, I was going to mention Anakin's in this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I told, I told Jacob, I was like, if I were to do like a what if of Christmas specials, kind of like the Marvel what if that they do. Sure. It would be that, like, this is actually Anakin's origin story. And, like, 
in the what if, like, you know, his dad, like, dies when he's Turbo Man and they have to leave the planet. And that's where Whoa. Anakin <laughs> ends up on tattooing. And, like, him and his mom is in, yeah, it's like a whole thing that I made up in my head. But it's, it's kind of, it kind of tracks, to be honest. Like, I'm not mad at it. It does kind of track. <laughs> and then I noticed that, like, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger actually says, um, Jamie, I am your father before getting interrupted by a Dementor. And I was like, wow, that was, uh, that was quite, um, yeah, it was just, uh, what, what's it? Uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So it was the foreshadowing, (laughs) but, uh, Um, no, no, it just goes to show that like, um, cause take Lloyd in this, um, he does great as far as like a child actor in the nineties goes like he did. He does excellent in this and like he conveys the right things with like all of his lines and the scenes. And he has like really good, the scene with him and Arnold in his bedroom early on where Arnold is trying to like apologize to him for like, I'm not having seen his. Arati mm-hmm. ceremony. Like um, that's actually like a very well acted scene mm-hmm. on his part. Like he does yeah. like a really good job of like uh, being just exasperated and frustrated with his dad and like avoiding like the conversation. And then he gets like very organically excited about the toy he wants to talk about. Yeah, like it's true. like yeah. it's it's a very well acted scene, and like it really just goes to show that like um th- that like it's such a shame. That that poor kid was just raked over the coals for episode one. Like it's just so insane that that happened, and like it just goes to show that like we pro- as a result of that, as a result of the fan base just being absolute assholes to this ten-year-old kid, that like we probably missed out on like a perfectly good like talented actor. Yeah. As he came up and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just a shame that that happened. But no, every time, as soon as I saw him, because I forgot that it was Jake Lloyd in this. And so as soon as I saw him, I was just like, ah, ah, it's my homie Anakin. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Is. Me too. <laughs> Me too. And like, I kept watching it thinking, you know, from that perspective that it's actually the origin story before. It, it was really. It was a, it was fun. It was fun. Um, but yeah, I'm like you though. He did so well, and like, he's really like, he was like the 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 good in this movie, and as he should be. Like, he's the one that like he went and tried to get, or he did give his Turbo Man to Sinbad after Sinbad literally tried to murder him. Um, and I thought that was really sweet. I was like, that's the Christmas hope I like to see in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was- it was very sweet. Um, there is zero chance that Sinbad's character is getting out of jail in time for Christmas. I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that man is not going to see the outside of a jail or prison cell for like at least 20 years. But, <laughs> but it was very sweet. It was. I, I just hope that the kid got turbo man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for real. But, um, no, no, he is... <laughs> He is a goodness in that film. Um, it's really cool. There's something. There's something so so relatable and so like boy inducing about just 
being a kid gets super hype over a toy that they want. Oh, like yeah. it's just so it's so infectious to like hear them like give the spiel they've heard on like all of the commercials and stuff about like this hype new toy and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. They're gonna do yeah. this with it and this with it. And I'm like, oh no, it's just so it that's simple scene he does where like he just talks about how excited he is about Turbo Man does such a good job to like establish the emotional stakes of the film where Arnold is just like oh I have to go and get this toy and yeah. stuff and the audience is just like yeah you gotta go get the toy he's so excited about it like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so wholesome and just like and we, I think we all remember being like that as a kid over something you know and yeah, it was really, It's. A, I like the nostalgic feel that it has with it, too. Um, the movie was actually written kind of in part, um, or it was inspired by uh, the 80s and the Cabbage Batch Kids uh, craze and how everybody acted towards that, but ended up kind of foreshadowing what the Tickle Me Elmo was going to end Ooh. up doing in 96. Uh wow. Which is crazy because so that movie uh, Jingle All the Way came out in November of '96, and then Tickle Me Elmo, freaking people were murdered uh, over that toy. So. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. I had one when I was a kid. I had an Elmo. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, huge. it was very, it's a very odd toy. In hindsight, it was very strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like okay, here's this thing that like kind of looks like a human and you have to like squeeze it and then it'll start to violently shake to the, <laughs> to the point that like if you if you ever see a human shaking this much you need to call a doctor because, <laughs> because they're not okay like and nothing is ever that funny like <laughs> it's crazy yeah. yeah it's not like can you remember like a toy that you were kind of like that about with like kind of like on jamie's level um, I don't really think a specific toy, honestly. When I was a kid, I didn't play with toys all that much. Um, I was really into, like, Pokemon cards was the big thing for me. Mm. And, like, I loved getting, like, EHSs of stuff to watch because, like, I wasn't allowed to watch a whole lot of EV. So, like, that was, like, the main thing I... Uh, that was like the main way I would watch stuff. And so when um, on the VHS for Pokemon, the first movie um, came out, it was available. I do remember I got that for Christmas one year. And like I was hype. I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, oh, look at you too. <laughs> yes. So cool. <laughs> so I was really into it then, and then um, a couple of years after that, I got my first uh, guitar, oh, um, cool. and I was like really, really excited about that. Yeah, but but yeah, that was it for me. How about you though, Jenny? Um, so probably the Game Boy Advance is oh, a really yeah. big one. I remember. Um, yeah, and then. I don't know. There was a there was a lot of Barbies throughout my life that like I really wanted, um, but none that they all kind of like in my head like 
you know, are all the same. So, mm. but so the Game Boy, and then always like books. Like I always wanted like so. There was like all these poetry books I was always obsessed with. But uh, as far as like, you know, the the crazed toy, it was probably Game Boy Advance when when that came out. That's probably the mm. one I remember the most. And uh, yeah. me, Josh, and Jacob all three got one the same year. Wow, nice. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> So, yeah, it was pretty cool. And, like, I remember we got the connector thing that you can, like, add to, so you can play with each other. Oh, like, yeah. which we thought was this, like, the most advanced thing that had ever existed at that point. And yeah. uh, then uh, we also had, like, the Game Boy light you can put on it. And, yeah. Mm. It was yeah, that you, yeah, you, like, had to have because the Game Boy Advance... Um, did not have a backlit screen. Right. So, after, <laughs> so especially if you got it as a present, like during the holidays, and like, oh, you got like three hours of sunlight to play your Game Boy. Now. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> hope, you, hope you have a light attachment. But um, no, no, that's actually a great um example. Yeah, like the Game Boy Advance is a very stepped upon like system. It was great. Oh, yeah. It had a ton of great games. Yeah. I agree. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love Game Boy. I love Game Boy Advance. Hell yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, so would you say that this movie has held up well? Hmm. Honestly, I think it has. Like there are some, if anything, um, the things that have like kind of like changed over time about the world, um, I think really only kind of serve to like increase the humor of the film. If that makes sense. Like, um, I feel like nowadays, um, like in the year of our Lord, 2023, you won't find a whole lot of family films that have jokes about like bombs being mailed and like yeah. the post office exchange. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's just like, so because like the world is just a t- different place than it was in 1996 right. in a lot of ways. <laughs> and so, but like the, the absolute, like the backhanded absurdity of that scene is just like, it just hits you even harder now because that was another scene that I had honestly forgotten about. Yeah. So when they first go to the radio station, and Sinbad pulls out a package and he says, I've got a homemade bomb. I was just like, oh, my God, this was made in the 90s. Like, this, <laughs> <laughs> this was not made post-2001. Right. At all. Like, that is crazy. And it just <laughs> catches you so off guard. You're just like, whoa, that is a really big joke to make. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> but, yeah, just things like that. Like... Um, you hear the argument a lot with um, films that were made in like um, the 80s and the 90s about like um, one of the issues with trying to remake them today is that um, is the fact that technology has advanced so far and so fast since that time period that's kind of hard to to make the central ideas of a lot of these scripts work now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and like, um, I'm not sure how much of that I buy into with like jingle all the way specifically, but I definitely think that there is like an added layer of charm and like a way to add like additional layers of like 
stress and difficulty to the characters and like their situations. Because like uh, the reason why the scene uh, that you brought up earlier, where uh, where Arnold is on the phone with Ted while Ted is over at his house, like helping to take the cookies and stuff. Mm. One of the reasons that scene is so effective is that Arnold like has a breakdown while he's talking to Ted and he's having a breakdown surrounded by people on the sidewalk because yeah. he's having a call from a payphone because right. cell phones don't really exist in 1996. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, like it's hard to like capture that kind of like thing because sure you could say you could reimagine that as him being on his cell phone, but like, I mean, you know, if he's on his cell phone, then why would he be just like out on the street? He'd be in like his car or something. Right. Like, I don't know. It's just like the, the raw feeling of just like, I am trapped in this situation because I'm using a payphone to have this conversation with this guy that I hate, that I'm convinced he's sleeping with my wife. Mm-hmm. And I just have to somehow just exist with the energy of this anger that I have uh, while only being able to move my body like in 12 square inches of space because <laughs> I'm attached to this payphone on the street. It's just like, it just makes that scene so effective. That's and so true. Just, yeah, and it just it kind of puts Arnold into like this weird box as well where he's just like, you know, he's just this big, tough guy and we've seen him do a bunch of action stuff. And he's just like, oh, I'm chained to this phone while this, <laughs> while I'm being cucked by this man at my house. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a very interesting perspective that I hadn't thought about. That's so true. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I I think I was really impressed with how well it held up because there's a lot of like '90s Christmas movies that I'm like, ooh, especially like the rom-com ones, which I mean we've we've discussed a lot of those. Um, that I'm just like, that's, you know, but no, I thought, I thought it did well. And I, I really like the nostalgia of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and honestly, then, the core concept of the story is like, is still very real now. Like this idea oh, yeah. of like things being like very exclusive and very hard to get around the holiday season and, and wanting to like hit those, like those social expectations and standards and make your kids happy. Like that is still like a very real thing like oh, yeah. uh, i fear for uh whatever poor target employee has to <laughs> has to work the um nintendo switch aisle um every year at christmas <laughs> yes because like god bless them there's there's no way they're getting out of that in one piece no, <laughs> like, no. And so, yeah and like the um like it's odd because watching it as an adult and having worked like in retail and customer service and stuff like that, I'm sure that you can relate to this. Jenny, is that like the scenes where Arnold um, gets really frustrated and like intimidates like the workers at the stores and stuff because like they laugh at him for thinking he can just show up on Christmas Eve and get like the hottest toy of the year. Um, like <laughs> <clears throat> that. Those scenes hit very differently because watching it now, I'm just like, yeah, man, you're an idiot. Like, they're right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, man? Like, also, you are assaulting that man who at the time is probably being paid like 
325 an hour. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. We're assaulting that man who was getting paid like (laughs) minimum wage in the 90s in the holiday season. Like, (laughs) come on, man. But uh, yeah, no, it's just very, um, it's very true. I think there's even, I think the part that's, that's honestly aged the best is the recurring joke about um, Booster. And oh my God! Yes, Booster sucks, <laughs> and nobody wants Booster. Um, that feels so real because I can just, I can just imagine like, um, you go and like, um, you go to the store and stuff, and you're just like, um, you're just like, hey, hey, what's up? I'm here to get like, um, um, like. Of the new Mario game and stuff. And they're just like, I have to get a copy of the new Super Mario game on the Switch for my kids. And it's like December 23rd. And, and the people are just like, well, we're all sold out, but you can buy Sonic Frontiers. And so they're just like, well, what's Sonic Frontiers? Is it popular? And they're just like, no, not at all. <laughs> If you bring this back to your kid, your kid's gonna cry. Like they don't wanna <laughs> play this game. Like I think that part especially has aged really well. Cause there's always that fear, especially in the kids' minds, of just being like, oh my god. Uh I hope they don't like screw this up because like <laughs> I put the Pokemon game on my list, and if they come back with like some kind of like <laughs> secret Japanese animal team game, then I'm like, <laughs> I will never live this down. <laughs> Everyone I know is, is going to laugh at me. So I think that particularly is like very, um, it's aged very well. It's still very much a real part of buying gifts for kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, even like for yourself, though, I feel like me and my, my brothers, if we're out shopping or something, and we'll be looking for something specific and they'll be like, Oh, well they have this. And they'll be like, nobody wants you booster. That's like always, we've said that for years, <laughs> like <laughs> without even like really thinking about it. It's just like something that's part of like, yeah. So. So good. <laughs> so, good. so good. Um, so, uh, I just realized I, we started this podcast without giving a synopsis. So for anybody who hasn't seen this, this probably, Sounds very weird. Uh, we talk a lot about bombings. Um. <laughs> we, we probably s- said the phrase uh, homemade bomb <laughs> more than we've said the phrase jingle all the way. So, so I do apologize. And you know what? I'm not even going to give a synopsis. Like, y'all are just going to have to watch the oh, movie. Uh, just go watch the movie. It's good. <laughs> it's like 80 minutes long. Like, just go watch it. It's good. You should have watched it by now. It's almost 30 years old. Um, but I do, I do apologize, uh, but I'm not going to correct it. So, uh, <laughs> the, the next podcast, I will do a synopsis before we started on it. That's my bad. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, so how would you rate this, uh, movie Al on a scale of, uh, one to five Christmas trees? What would you rate it? Ooh, one to five Christmas trees. Um, I will go, I will go of. Um, a good 
poor Christmas trees. Okay, yeah. Four out of five. I'll give it a four out of five of the Christmas trees. How about you, Jimmy? I, I, I agree with that rating. I think four out of five is good. I think four out of five is good. Um, nice. Um, so I do want to point out just real quick. Yeah. Because especially if we aren't going to do a synopsis, I do want <laughs> to paint the picture of the climax of Jingle All the Way. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because the climax is um, Arnold goes and tries to find his family at the Christmas parade. Um, and while um, his wife is is having to jump hurdles and use alleyways to avoid Ted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they, um, so, ooh. I do want to say I'm about Ted because I know I have talked Ted up a lot <laughs> of this episode. I, I do want to say in the scene where they're in the car together, um, Ted and Arnold's wife, I do want to say that Ted adds an odd amount of emphasis when he offers her, her the eggnog to say, would you like some non-alcoholic eggnog? Yeah. That um, that's creepy. If there is, if there was al- alcohol in that eggnog, if that is the implication, then I take back everything I said about Ted being a cool character. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't alcohol, but I feel like it was probably spiked. Like at some, yeah. That's something. Yeah, that's probably worse. <laughs> yeah. Than if it was just alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> because you know you won't get drunk off just like a swallow of eggnog, but right. <laughs> um, yeah, eggnog. Eggnog's okay. Are you good? Are you good with eggnog? I do. I like eggnog. eggnog Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I like eggnog. Okay. Yeah, but but um, I do like it with alcohol. So. Same. Same. Yeah. I think that's the only (laughs) way to drink. Uh, But um, yeah. So Arnold um, is trying to find his family at the parade. At this point, he's like giving up on trying to find a turbo man. At this point. And he's just like, I'm going to go spend time with my family instead. Um, and so he goes, he's trying to find his family. He gets pulled in to this room because the cop is there. And he's like trying to find him and arrest him. Um, and I forget even why at that point. I think he's just trying to arrest. Oh, <laughs> never mind, because he fled the scene at... <laughs> At the bombing of the radio station. Yeah, that's why again, it's coming back to the bombs. Like. <laughs> it always goes back to the bombs. Uh, that's why. I remember now. So, like, um, anyway, through various amounts of hijinks, um, Arnold gets pulled into this dark warehouse where a team strips him down and dresses him as Turbo Man. And the director of the Turbo Man play the sequence that happens at the end of this parade um it's just like it's just like okay you're the new actor for turbo man this is what you do these are updates to the equipment just assuming that this like obviously confused austrian man just (laughs) is just the guy to play turbo man for some reason (laughs) just like oh okay you're very large in stature just (laughs) you must be the person to play turbo man um and so, and so Arnold gets dressed up as Turbo Man. He goes up. He does the waves on the parade. It's going very well. It's very fun. 
Um, so Sinbad, <laughs> at this point, climbs up to the roof of a neighboring building. <laughs> presumably... <laughs> Assaults the guy who's supposed who's supposed to play um, a mentor. Like he, he uses like garland to choke him out. Like into submission. Yes. He like he like chokes him with garrote wire to to take his like costume so he can play the mentor, which is insane. That's an insane decision <laughs> for him to make in this moment, where he's just like. You know what? I've 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 allegedly blown up a radio tower today. <laughs> I might as well almost kill this man and take his costume from him. Right. And so he dresses as a mentor. He then like like the implication to me is that he jumps off the roof onto the parade float. The <laughs> Am I wrong about that? Yeah, no. Or does he not what... jump off of the roof? Well, he uses the like the little like battering like uh, sling thingy and like slides down and jumps on it, right? Like, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Which even then, that's like insane. Oh, for sure. Like, how did he even know? Like, I <laughs> like does he do that a lot? Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> when he's when he's not. Delivering mail, he's he's ziplining across the Sahara. Yeah. Um, but like so yeah, he, he jumps down onto the parade, zips down onto the parade float. And <laughs> I guess at this point his plan is I'm going to jump onto this float and steal the turbo man doll from this man and this child. <laughs> and by any means necessary by any means <laughs> necessary and uh, assume that nobody is going to be like wait is he not just running away with the turbo man <laughs> is this a part of the show because <laughs> why would the character be doing this because this is all a production. This is all like a, a thing that's happening yeah. uh, for the pleasure of the audience. And so I guess Sinbad's character is just like, I'm going to steal this Turbo Man and I'm going to run away. <laughs> and he will lose track of me in the crowd because I am not a tall man. Who is wearing an external brain on my head and a big <laughs> green coat? <laughs> Which is the mentor's costume, by the way, guys. That's right, not just yeah. what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, just for everyone to understand. <laughs> when we say Dementor, we're not talking about the allegorical characters from Harry Potter who <laughs> <laughs> symbolized depression. We're talking about like a like a comic book villain. Um <laughs> And, like, it's just insane because this entire film, if I have, like, one thing that really bothers me about Jingle All the Way is that this entire film, we don't see anybody ever who is intimidated by the fact that it is Arnold Schwarzenegger they are interacting with. 
Oh, I know. Even though it's, like, not him, like, in the world of the film. Like, he's, like, a six-foot-four, like, Austrian bodybuilder. Yeah. Like, he's a massive He's objectively scary-looking, like. Yeah. So Sinbad jumps down, jumps onto this parade in a costume that looks like it does not allow him to be particularly swift. (laughs) And his plan of action is to just be like, I'm going to steal physically that turbo man from the terminator and i'm going to get away (laughs) (laughs) and it'll be fine like there there honestly scenes throughout this film like there's a scene where like um, they open up the doors to the toy shop that arnold is at and there's just like a guy there like a guy who looks like me who just like shoves him out of the way to get into the toy store (laughs) and it's just like okay dude like yeah yeah, like, that happened. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, I love kids. I'm sure I'll be very hyped to go and buy toys for my future kids one day. But like, I'm not gonna shove Conan the Barbarian out of the way to <laughs> to, 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 to get into the toy store first. <laughs> like, I I imagine I'll want them to still have a father by the end of Christmas Eve. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of the thing that like kind of gets to me. I know it's like. It's just like, oh, yeah, everybody's, like, crazy from the holidays, and they're caught up in, like, the mad dash of of extreme capitalism and stuff like that. <laughs> but, like, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, he's <laughs> he's so big. He's, yeah. like, like <laughs> I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't shove Arnold Schwarzenegger today. And he's like yeah. almost 80. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and in that scene though, he literally lifts up because like they send like Dementors like minions after him. And he literally lifts up an entire human over his head and just throws them. Like, and, yeah. nobody, and everybody's just like, oh, that's just something oh, nice. to do. It's fine. Just, for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, find me a man who can't. <laughs> overhead if an entire person above me. <laughs> but yeah, which which the group of Dementors henchmen can't let that slip by is called the Demon Team. Which there is no way in hell that something called the Demon Team would like would allow for the popularity that Turbo Man has among children in the 90s. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> like, no. No. There is no yeah. way. I wasn't allowed, especially in like, if it was like in New York or like Southern California or something, it'd just be like, oh, these crazy kids and their stuff, whatever. Like, <laughs> this is in Minneapolis. Like, yeah. this, is, <laughs> this is like homegrown church going folk. Like, yeah. Like, they were just like, oh, those kids and their demon team. <laughs> no, there's no way that would be okay. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. No, that's it. That, yeah, the entire, yeah, then, yeah, so they chase Jamie up like a, or, yeah. Also, nobody stops him at all. He's chasing Jamie through, like, the streets, and they get to the top of the building, and he almost kills Jamie for the Turbo Man doll. And uh, and then uh, Arnold learns that the Turbo Man suit can fly, which 
that was that was a whole sequence of events right there. Like that was impressive. <laughs> whoever whoever engineered the Turbo Man suit like <laughs> sewed that technology to to the military. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. There's no way, and like it's wild that like everybody in the crowd, even that cop, who like stops Jamie's mom from going after him, and is just like, "Don't worry, ma'am, it's all part of the show," and so. <laughs> It's just like, sir, I don't care if you do think this is a part of the show. That is a child climbing a skyscraper. Yes. (laughs) What do you mean it's all a part of the show? And then she tells him just like, he's not in the show. He's my son. And he's just like, oh, wow. What an impressive kid. I'm just like, yeah, that's 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 cops in (laughs) in the Midwestern states for you. Yeah. Yeah, that held up real well. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just wild. The entire time I was watching the movie, I mean, even though I was having fun, I was having a good time. Every time anyone ever, like, squared up to squared up to Arnold or inhibited him in any way, I was just kind of like, Arnold, if you punch them once, they'll just die. Like, it's... <laughs> There's no reason for you to be as inconvenient as you are right now. That's so true, though. That's so true. I mean, the only person that made sense was Big Show, because Big Show is, like, almost seven feet tall. And, like, you know, he tries to, like, hit him, and, like, he doesn't even, like, phase him. And I'm like, that's realistic. But, yeah, the rest of it is, like, no, that doesn't. Yeah. 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 There were also, like, speaking of Sinbad, just thinking back on on this film, before I rewatched it, I recalled Sinbad being in this way more than he actually is. Mm -hmm. Because there are, like, large stretches of the film where he is, like, not anywhere to be found. Yeah. And that was kind of surprising to go back and watch it and just be like, oh, wow, I remember, like, him and Arnold being on screen, like, the entire time together in this film. Yeah. That just isn't true. I don't know if you had, like, the same kind of experience with that, but I was really surprised. No, I definitely did. I definitely did. Because, like, uh, especially after this rewatch, I was like, well, Ted's almost in it just as much as Myron is, if not more. Ted's probably in it more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember, and, like, I have remembered it the other way around. Yeah, so... It's very odd. It's very yeah. odd. But, but yeah. Very weird. Good time. But yeah. Overall, great start to Christmas Fest. Good start um, to Christmas Fest, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the other movies. It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I like, I'm probably the most excited about this list of films that um, I have been, like, all three years we've done this. Well, hell yeah. I think we have a really good piece of stuff this year. Yeah, I do too. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, if uh, wherever you are listening to this, I uh, hope you enjoyed it. hope you give Jingle All The Way another uh, watch. Um, and yeah, uh, Merry Christmas. We'll see you all next time. Heck yeah. And hey, hey, Filoni, I know you're listening to this. Do me a solid and reach out to Jake Lloyd if he's interested. I would love to have some kind of like 
some kind of like recast like small role for him to play um yes. and like s- some kind of star wars thing i think that'd be awesome um, yes make it happen yeah only if he's interested though but yeah yeah. Anyway, okay, that's all. Okay, okay, you can go back to whatever you were doing, Dave Filoni. <laughs> Thank <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, for listening Dave. <laughs> <laughs> go back to polishing your hat of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>